following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Well, hello there, Cowboy Nation. Welcome, and you are looking at a live shot of Tostitos Plaza and the beautiful Ford Center. The team will be back here in Texas Saturday morning after they defeat the Cardinals in a preseason matchup on Friday the 13th, and Jesse will be here at the facility welcoming these guys back with open arms. (laughs) But like we always do about this time, Jay Holla, it's only popping! Yeah. <laughs> it's only popping! <laughs> Guys, yeah. you are now rocking with the best. Hey. This is Hanging with the Boys, and he's the OG, Kurt Daniels. Isaiah Standback is no longer mm. Danny Sarek, and Jesse Holly is in the building. I'm a little disappointed. I, I know you were. I can oh. see it all over you. No, nah, he's that. Dang. He's no longer. No, nah, she smells better. Dang. <laughs> I, I smell like fruits and berries. No. <laughs> nah. She smells better. Cold game, nah. man. Cold game. Well, you were supposed to be in California. What happened? I was there? in California, and then coach decided to give the fellas another day off, and I was like, you know what? Sitting around, you know, yeah. LA in, in for three days, you know, with nothing to do. Uh, aside for sit in your room or go spend money, it's just a bad combination. So I was like, I'm gonna come home, mm-hmm. spend some time with the kiddos, you know, and get ready for this for this game coming up this Friday. Smart decision. That is off. that is definitely a smart decision. I'm sure Mrs. Standback appreciated yes, that versus staying out <laughs> in Cali for three days doing nothing. Uh, but guys, obviously a great weekend of football for us. We had a 48 hour turnaround from the Hall of Fame game. We had a do you call it an inner squad scrimmage? Mm-hmm. Inner squad scrimmage in Oxnard, and man, things got a little heated. Mm. Things got little. Things Were you got surprised? Little. I was. No, what? no, no, no. I wasn't. No, it wasn't that I was surprised. I was surprised at who. who? <laughs> it, it wasn't the what. It was the who. And uh, fellas, Connor Williams, a guy that, man, Cowboy fans, depending on what side of the aisle you sit on, have been a little judgmental. Of number 52 from Texas, Capel uh, High School legend here in the state of Texas. And, man, Connor Williams was bringing it. I'm not going to open with Jesse because I can see his eyebrow <laughs> up. I'm going to start with a little bit more positive news. I'm going to say positive. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Isaiah, so I'm going to start with you. Yeah, no, I mean, you you expect a fight. I think we talked about it, actually, but a couple weeks ago, right? We expect a fight whenever you have these inter-squad scrimmage. I know I had some when I was playing. I'm sure, Jesse, you had a few of them as well. Uh, we had a huge fight back in the day when I was here with the Cowboys. I think it was in 2008 and when we went to Denver to practice against them, and there was a ginormous fight. I mean, this wasn't just <laughs> hey, a, a offense and defense thing. This was the entire squad, Royal Rumble, jumping off the top <laughs> rope. Uh, and, you know, so when I saw the, the scuffle, I was actually out there for the practice. You saw the scuffle. You couldn't tell what caused it at first. But now that we've had opportunity to go back and have a little film study, Seeing the Connor bro in there throwing, not necessarily throwing them hams. You know, he kind of got locked up and he was like, it's kind of like the old episode of Friday. It was like, we are not little anymore, right? <laughs> and, and, Aaron, and Aaron, Aaron Donald locked up on him. And it was, it was encouraging to see Connor Williams not back down because I was surprised that he, uh, what's a good way of saying it? Uh, let's just say he manned up. Yeah, right, he could have yeah. easily got tossed. He could have easily recognized who he was locked up with and be like, "Ooh, that's that's AD. That's that's Mr. All Madden right there." You know, he's that's the best defense alignment in the whole league. One of the best D linemen ever, probably already in that conversation. And he could have backed down, but he didn't. Now he stood in there. Now he might have got DDT'd in the process, <laughs> but I was encouraged to see that he had a little fight in him because if there is a question mark on this offensive line in terms of who had the little bit of dog in him. I think that's where you would have put that question mark. And I think he kind of took a little magic eraser and erased some of that doubt out of some of our eyes. Kurt Daniels? Yeah, it was good to see, especially when you think back to that Washington game last year where yeah. where uh, Dalton got smacked and nobody did anything. And so 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun to see him tussle up like that. You know, in a real fight, he's he's in trouble. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but we were going to go there. Kurt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to see. I mean, it's kind of. I wanted to ask you guys. I mean, obviously the coaches know this. You know, McCarthy's like, "Oh, we don't like this." We don't oh, like he it. loved but it. But of course, yeah, they he loved, loved it. it. But how does as players, you know, that day you're going to have fights? What's that like for you? Are you kind of like, "Yeah, let's go," or are you kind of like, "Oh, you know, here we go again, whatever." I'm out on the fights yeah. unless it's directly directed to me. Right, yeah. uh, that's just me because. Yeah. It takes so much energy to fight, and yeah. honestly, and you're not going to hurt nobody. And that, that's yeah. the thing, honestly. Like the whole, th- come on, you're Jason. not really fighting. No, it's not a fight. Yeah. It's a scuffle. It's a scuffle. Yeah, you get tired. You, it's hot. Then you got to play the next play. <laughs> you got to play the next play. <laughs> so the whole fighting thing to me never really made any sense, and I've never been one to jump in other people's fights. Because I ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. Unless you're my man, I don't have anything to do with that. I need to conserve whatever energy that I have to do what I have to do. And that doesn't make me a punk. It doesn't make me right. It doesn't make me wrong. It's just we're talking about football fights here. Now, this ain't the street fight. Mm-hmm. Everybody got helmets on. You got pads on. What are you really hurting? Nothing. Yeah. You hurt your hand more than you do anything trying yeah. to punch somebody in the face <laughs> with the helmet on. Let me take you back to the scene mm. in the DMV okay. uh, last year when our quarterback was laying on the ground, yeah. Andy Dalton, yeah, we talked and about not one single solitary soul, yep. soul turned over a Gatorade bucket <laughs> or did anything. Hey, can we run? Is there a way we can run that back? Did you see CD Lamb's yo reaction to the fight? (laughs) That CD, he turned around for that. CD, CD threw his hands up like, "Come on, but yeah, go ahead." (laughs) But but I'm just saying to see that fight. That's what's encouraging for me, Jesse. And and again, coming from a former player, and I think you have, you're absolutely correct. I mean, what is going to be proven here in a situation like this? I'm CD. You're CD. I'm CD. He has the wide receiver spirit. What are we doing here? CD's not getting in that. He walked off. Because here's the thing. CD's like, you know what? Look look at CD. He's just like, hey, what are we doing here, guys? Hey, hey. Because CD understands that I I, I have to run. Yeah. Another five, six miles in this practice yeah. with running all these routes. There's no need for me to get into this scuffle with 300-pound dudes. Yeah, nothing he can do against those What am I going to do? Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it, guys. And, and I loved it from Connor Williams and him showing his toughness. So, yeah. I mean, that that was the thing that I took away from that. And and even though Coach Mike McCarthy had said all in his press conferences about the inner squad scrimmage that the number one thing that he did not want was any fighting because of the legendary – scuffle that happened in 2015 uh, in camp, but what, two minutes into yeah. camp? <laughs> so regardless, so there's there's forward-facing comments, obviously, from the coaching staff, things that they're supposed to say, and then there's the, the real, which they understand there's going to be a fight. If you have an inner squad, uh, you know, yeah. inner squad scrimmage, and there isn't a, at least a scuffle, then you start kind of questioning. Right on. You start going to have some question marks in regards to your team and their toughness because you're going to go, going up against some guys that you have no investment in. You have zero investment in it, and, and on top of that, they're trying to embarrass you. Right. And when you're trying, when you embarrass me, you're messing with my money, right? So to see Connor Williams go ahead and like lock up with the best in the league, it was encouraging. It was really encouraging. Now, obviously, we can always look at all the outside stuff, but that's what you need to see coming on the back of what we saw last year. It was a counter, obviously, and that was amazing. So I think he gained the respect to some of the guys on the team because there were probably some other guys on this roster that probably looked at it and said, I don't know if I would have got into it with Aaron Donald. Yeah. But he knew he had backup. Yeah, It was only yeah. going to go so far. Right. right, Jesse? People know yeah. that camp fights don't last more than 10 seconds. Yeah. So all I have to do really, like, you, when it's, an, when, when it's your team – and you guys get into it, that's a difference. Yes. Because I've seen in some locker rooms where <laughs> guys have been like, yeah. oh, no, 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 yeah. don't worry. I'll see you inside. Yeah. Coach can't stop it inside. And I've seen that. Yeah. I, I've seen I, I'll, I'll, I've seen Jay Ratliff tell a couple cats, oh, yeah. oh no, don't worry. I, I'm, not going, I'm, not, I'm not for the outside sh- shenanigans. I'm going to see you when we get inside. Mm-hmm. Ain't no running in there. 
And then now God's got to get in there and start yeah. piecing things yeah. up a little start bit. Start making business decisions. <laughs> now you got to start really. That, that's, I know those. Yeah. Now those are different than the inner squad because you're going to go to your sideline. I'm going to go to my sideline. We ain't going to never see each other. So all that 10-second little scuffle you did all, that's extra conditioning because you ain't really proved nothing. Did you Did you ever get in a scuffle in your time in the league? In, in practice? Yeah. Practice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All I, right. I'll tell you a funny one. I got into it with Keith Brooking. Huh. Now, here's the thing. I didn't really want to – because if you know Keith Brooking, Keith, he ain't rapped too tight. Okay, He ain't playing with all the full deck. And, Mine and, got a lot of hits to him. Right. And so it's one of those things where you're like, damn, I don't really want to get into it with him. But he's coming. Like he's yeah. coming towards me now with the aggression. And I can't, I can't not not want to fight. Yeah. I don't really want to fight. But I can't not, not want to fight. Yeah. And so he and I get into a little scuffle because he said I pushed him on a pass that I caught and I talked trash about in practice. And it lasted about like eight or nine seconds. And my whole thing was, you just can't fall. Like whatever happens, if you just stay up till the cavalry comes, you live to Help see another day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no. it's like certain things, like you don't really yeah. want to get into a fight, but you don't want to be a punk either. No, you're not backing down. But you know, all of that, all of that in, in, in my I'm gonna segue this into the guy that we that didn't want any smoke at all, and that's CeeDee Lamb, because you Don Kinged yeah. this whole matchup between <laughs> him and Jalen Ramsey, and you had this thing bigger. I mean, I was watching front and center popcorn ready, yeah. ready to see this matchup, and thinking that maybe there was gonna be a little bit of a drop-off for CeeDee Lamb in that matchup. Jesse, I didn't see it. Okay, two things. One, I, I wanted to see, and maybe, Isaiah, you can tell me, I didn't see, I wanted to see the one-on-ones. Yeah, they didn't have They it. didn't have those. Nope. I, I wanted to see that because yeah, that sure. was, that's when you get mano-a-mano. There's no concepts. There's, There's nothing. It's like, okay, why, I'm going to step up. Why wouldn't up. they do that? I don't know. I don't know. I was, I was expecting it. Uh, I, I, closest, I was expecting closest, it, too. The closest thing they got to one-on-ones was the O-line versus D-line. Yeah. That was the closest thing they got to that. And then you get to the team portion of it where they're doing some live drills and stuff like that. And with that, you don't get a chance to really see – because in, in Jalen Ramsey's mind, I'm not playing man-to-man. Whatever coach calls, I'm going to run. Yep. We're not scheming for this. I'm not trying to shut him down. I'm working my technique, da 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 da, da. Now, on the – Flip side of that, I, I love what I'm seeing from C.D. Lamb. Every single practice, his confidence is building, and he is becoming the alpha of this group. Yeah. Now, we know that Amari is kind of the quiet assassin, doesn't say much, chess master, very calculated with his thoughts. You know, he's very, 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 when he, when he speaks, it's, it's, when I'm saying something, you'll know when I'm saying something. With purpose. With purpose. And CD's more of the younger version. He's more, he gives you more of the Des Bryant 88. Not as loquacious, not as aggressive, but you know CD's out there. His presence. His presence is there. You feel him, and you're just starting to see him build on last year. And that is incredible. His route running, his catching ability, his, his, his uh, 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 playmaking ability. And that part to me is what I was most impressed about in this quote-unquote, inner squad scrimmage. I wanted to see more of the one-on-one stuff because that's when you that's when you get a chance to call mm-hmm. guys out because it's yeah. like, all right, when 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 CD comes up, if, if Jalen Ramsey is who I think he is, he goes, hold on, bro, I got this one. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever the rotation is, when he see 88 gets up or if Amari was there, 19 gets up, no, I got this one because it's, it's going to be good versus good. We didn't get a chance to see that, but I did like what I saw from Amari in those practice uh, periods that they had where they were kind of going live, but it wasn't really what I thought it was going CD. to be. Yeah. I'm sorry, CD. Yeah. What I thought it was going to be, but I am becoming more and more and more impressed with the development of CD Lamb. Yeah, is he improving? I mean, the fact that Amari's not there, is that – Helping reps CD. always help, Kurt. Yeah. And anything that you do, the more reps that you get, yeah, more the, the more confidence that you get, the more comfortable that you get. So with the absence of, of, of Amari, and Amari's a cool, cool cat. He understands when I come back in, I step right back into WR1, yeah. right? Yeah. But but CD is saying, while you're not here, I'm going to continue to do what I got to do mm-hmm. because there's going to come a day. There's going to come a day. One or two things are going to happen to Amari. You're going to get old. And they're going to get tired of those injuries, or you're going to become too expensive, and they have to make a decision. And 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 CD is showing them He's in capable. these practices, yeah. hey guys, 
when it comes back to that table thing again with contracts and money, you don't have to throw so much at Amari anymore because I'm the dude. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to see those matchups that we really wanted to see in practice. Uh, I think he did a good job, obviously, but it was so it was so much schemes and it just wasn't that one on one environment. Right. Um, however, to speaking to the development of CD, I think you are. I feel as if he's went from a rookie to a vet really quick. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like that. Obviously, we have to get to the season and all that jazz, and Amari needs to come back and see how he inserts himself into the offense. But it feels as if just in his in his in his aura, the aura that he has, right, the confidence that he's walking with, that he's that that he's that is kind of just jumping out off of him. You can tell that he has made a huge leap. Amari's absent in practice in camp. You can tell that he stepped into that leadership role, and he's doing it with backup quarterbacks. Absolutely, he stepped into that leadership role, and he's he's not he's a second year guy, right? I mean, he, he still he still has Gallup out there, right? He still has some other guys out there that have played, but you could you you ready you feel that he's that he's the one right now. Now, when Coop comes back, we'll see how that all plays out. But right now, I'm 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 really happy with what what they have on offense and the, the role that CD's positioned himself in. Not only CD. But Michael Gallup yeah. as well. I mean, there's a lot of question marks on Michael Gallup this year going into a contract year, basically, uh, for him and how the team views his uh, value. Yeah. He's shown you yeah. uh, what he what he can do, uh, his precision route running, and, and the numbers, I mean, just the catches that he's making in camp. My, my only knock for Michael Gallup, and he said it the other day in his interview, he was saying, you know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm more than just a deep threat. Right, because what happens in this league, you'll get boxed in, you'll uh-huh. get pegged at something, and the thing for me is it's like typecast. You, you play that role all the time, like Deshaun Jackson. Like you know, you know why he's on your team. Right. Go route. Yeah. And Michael Gallup has to show yeah. that he's other than just a go route guy. Like that has to be more of a, when you see CD, you see him running routes from all over. You see his catches from all over. Amari, from all over. Michael Gallup, go routes. Hmm. So if you want to be perceived, if you want to be represented as more than just a go-route guy, as more than just a vertical deep threat, then you have to show up on tape more. Hmm. You you have to be more consistent. How much of that responsibility falls upon the shoulders of Kellen Moore? A lot of it. Yeah. And you and I both know yep. systems makes players. Absolutely. Coach, if you are ever in doubt that a coach or system can't make a player, <laughs> just watch guys go from team to team. <laughs> let us be. Let us be here to tell you, a coach and or a system or both can dictate who's the guy. That is. So what's Michael Gallup's strength in this offense with the two names with with Cooper? Verticality. Taking the top it, off of the because it, it, what, what Jesse is, is alluding to is Michael Gallup may very well be capable, fully capable of running the entire route tree, but Kellen Moore isn't putting him in that position. Mm. So regardless of what he's capable of doing, if he's only positioned to do one thing, then guess what? That's all the league is going to value him as. So when it comes time for him to get paid, time. he's getting paid based upon what they've seen, yeah. not mm-hmm. because, not off of what how's he can he, do. How does he break out of that? You you, you don't. don't you you you, you, <laughs> you bring a box I mean, of donuts. You, to well, no, you you. This is the time where you say, you know what? Maybe a change of scenery is yeah. what I need. Or that's why guys leave. You gotta you gotta go have that heart to heart conversation with Kellen Moore yep. and say, listen, I want to be featured as more than just. The go route guy. I want to be feature feature me like you feature those other guys. Put me in situations where I can run return routes and comebacks and speed ins and digs and all, sh- let me show you my versatility. Don't just ha- don't just leave me out here mm-hmm. to run comebacks and goals to take the top off for the rest of the guys because you in this in this game there's a business side of it. There is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you have to play both. You have to be good enough on the field to demand what you want in the office. And when you don't do that, you get boxed in, and now they'll go, and and it's, 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 Baseball, they call it arbitration. This is this is why a lot of people don't like to go to arbitration because you got to sit across your player and tell him all the reasons why he's not as good or worth what they want to pay him. Well, you know what? You don't really hit that well. And, you know, I know what you think, but numbers say that you don't really do that well either. And they don't want to have that relationship. Well, the same thing happens when you look at a guy like Michael Gallup. 
When it comes to the table, they're going to say, well, you know, you had 900 yards. And they're going to go, well, you had 900 yards because you were on, you know, CB3. Yeah, because you had Amara and you had Michael Gallup. So I don't know how you, how do you want number two money again when you're the number three? Hmm. You haven't showed us anything that 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 yep. gives you wow. the appearance to be worth the amount it is going to cost us to get a number two or whatever it may be. So th- that's the part of the business where Michael has to come out and say, hey, 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 coach, listen up. Contract year. I want to help this team, but I also want to help myself. Don't pigeonhole me and box me just to be a go-route guy. I'm more than that. And I'd appreciate it if you featured me doing more than that because at the end of the day, Kellen Moore has a job for the next couple years. <laughs> Guys are going to come in and out of this situation all the time. The rosters turn over every single year. Now, Michael may go somewhere else and make the money, but if you're trying to stay here and make number two money or whatever it may be, they're looking up and they're saying, you see what C.D. Lamb is doing? <laughs> But, but that's that is exactly why guys leave. So a lot of times, for all the fans out there, when you're like, man, why why did that person leave? He was doing so well, you know, with say for instance the Cowboys. He was doing so well with the Cowboys. I wonder why he went to such and such team. They're they, they're trying to prove to the rest of the world I'm more than what I was doing in that system, and I wasn't given the opportunities. You'll see the same thing happen in the pre in the preseason. There's going to be guys that you're like, man, why aren't they playing these guys? Well, some guys, they don't want the rest of the league to see. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> right. not because they can't do it. It's because I don't want everybody to see what I have. No, I love that you say that, especially the arbitration thing with baseball and just showing your value. And I think that Michael Gallup has done that. Aside from yeah. hurting his his ankles, I believe, from jumping over the fence on the go route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go route. He, go figure. He, go figure. He's showing you yeah. uh, that he – and even in the interview that he had yesterday, he talked about how he wants to be cow- – everybody said, I want to be a cowboy says, for life. I want to be a cowboy yeah. for life. You know, but the the whole thing is taking care of the business side of it. And the business side of it obviously is going to take care of itself uh, in this offseason. But talking about value, we're going to step away here. But, guys, in our next segment, we got to talk about a guy by the name of Maurice Kennedy that's got some people looking over their shoulders and sleeping with one eye open. In the words of Fat Joe, the price today Ain't not the price yesterday. And Maurice Kennedy, his price is going up. Coming up next, though, hanging with the boys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to hanging with the boys. Dallas Cowboys training camp returns to the star in Frisco, starting with Cowboys Night, presented by American Airlines on August 16th. Watch. 
Cowboys practice and enjoy free activities at the start beginning at 4 p.m. Fans have the chance to catch three additional practices on August 20th, 27th, and 28th. Admission and parking are free. Visit the star in Frisco.com for more details. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Studios here with Hanging with the Boys, Kurt Daniels, Isaiah Standback, and Jesse Holly. And guys, we're ended the segment talking about one Mo Kennedy. Uh. And man, he bringing some fire. We got that give me some Mo like Buster Rhymes. Uh, huh? Hey. <laughs> hey. Now, give me now, some Mo. And the thing about it is so many people and, and you're lying if you said you had this guy on your radar. Uh he has come out and has shown fresh legs. his value. Is that what it is? Yeah, fresh legs. He took last year <laughs> off. Fresh legs. Either way, this <laughs> guy got to pay that hundred thousand back. <laughs> he got to pay that hundred thousand back. He go, and he's making it worth yeah, he pay the it time because I'm telling you, the guy has made a, a play during the inner squad scrimmage, and we were talking about it uh, during break. But how impressed are you guys with Maurice Kennedy, and what does his emergence on this uh, roster? mean for guys like Jordan Lewis? What does it mean for some of our younger guys? And how do you start to cultivate and trim down this roster? You got some crucial deadline dates coming up. Isaiah, I'll start with you. I think it puts everybody on notice. I think it puts everybody on notice. He wasn't on anybody's radar, obviously, because he took last year off. Mm -hmm. So now he's coming in here with these fresh legs, and he's not a small body. He's not a small dude. Was he 6'1", 193? That's a big That's, that's a, big that's a corner. solid that's solid, a solid corner, corner, right? Solid. I mean, he's not huge, he's not small, right? So you start talking about guys like Jay Lou and, and Anthony Brown, they're kind of put on notice a little bit like, "Hey, you better step your game up, young fella," because they're invested into uh, invested into Diggs, they're invested into Joseph, right? Then you start looking at, "Okay, Jay Lou and A Brown, everybody most people have them slotted in there." And then you got Nation Wright. So you start looking at this list here and you're like, Who's going to step up and play? And who's been making their making plays every single day in camp? Well, Bruce by the name of Kennedy, right? And he's showing up not only on for the defensive backs, but he's showing up for everybody. And it's like big splash plays, just like in the scrimmage the other day. Yep. And everybody saw how amazing of a catch, how amazing of a play he made. Those aren't plays that you just that you just make on a regular. Right. There's there's only a handful of guys that are able to make plays like that, and coaches recognize that. So when they happen, and they're teaching turnovers, and he's creating turnovers every single day. It sticks out. Mm. There's two positions in the game of football that you can't have enough good players at. Offensive line, cornerback. Offensive line being the first because it's such a value to have a yeah. left tackle, right? Those, that's a value to have those. You don't just find those guys. You don't just find those guys. They're not at your home depot. And that's why you'll see guys be on the roster for four, five, six years and never play a snap. Because just to have the depth at a position like offensive line that can make or break your season. And we've seen it here, what has happened when we've had off our starting offensive linemen injured or had to miss a game for whatever reason. Having guys to be able to step in and fill in, fill in that role for you. And the next one is cornerback because we are now in a passing league. Most teams are keeping five, six receivers. Most offenses are going to be done out of shotgun. Right, and it's going to be three, four receivers at times, and now you have these tight ends who are like receivers who can run, who are big, who are physical, who are fast. And when you when you don't have good cornerback play, that is easily noticeable. Mm -hmm. And when you go up against guys like Tom Brady, when you go up against guys like Patrick Mahomes, when you go up against guys like uh, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, they find the bad corners on the team and they abuse them. Mm. So what it does for this team is it gives you depth, not just depth to say that oh, we have numbers, but it gives you quality yeah. depth at a position that is, is so important. It is imperative that you have quality depth at the cornerback position because you may have a matchup where, hey, this week we're going up against, I'll give you an example, week one. Look across the board. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mike Evans, mm. six foot five. Godwin, six foot three. Gronk, six foot seven. I, I mean, the lineup, it, it, they have a big uh, 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 Brown. Yeah, I'm going to say, you still ain't saying Antonio <laughs> Brown. Six foot six. Yeah. So when you look at the size across the board, yeah. at times you may have to say, you know what? It, it does us better if we matched up with a bigger corner yeah. at yeah. this particular week. So 
to have that in your back pocket is always a positive. It's it's cornerback and offensive line is always it's better to have and not need than need and not have. So when you add Kennedy to the to the mix of now a guy, you're saying, whoa, he's really stepping up, really mm-hmm. making himself valuable. That only helps this team depth for the longevity of the season. But Remember, you can't keep all of them, Jesse. You can keep all yes, of them. Yes, you can because it affects <laughs> – because not only does Kennedy's a, a success affect the depth and, and and really when you start looking at cutting numbers here in the coming weeks, right, he's affecting obviously the depth at the, in the secondary. But it's also affecting the depth on the offensive side of the ball because when they go in there to make those final decisions and they start looking at a skilled player who's going to add on special teams, is either going to be six defensive backs or there's going to be six receivers – one of the two. One of the two. Hardly ever are they going to have both, especially if the, the amount of the, the amount we talk about our front seven. You're going to have six DBs in this in this in this defense. You're going to you're going to keep six guys, right? And he's making a case for a solid six guys. That's what I'm saying, Isaiah. But but it's, but it's going to affect guys on the offensive side. Now you start looking at the offensive depth, trying to receiver. There's not going to be six spots. Most likely, there's going to be five spots. Hmm. So his success not only affects the de- the defensive numbers, but it's having a direct correlation on the guys on the other side of the ball. So you, everybody should be on alert. I can't just imagine this. We focus on the offense so much they would, you know, pull away from the wide receivers for that. But oh yes, but oh I, yes. Well, let me ask you this though. I mean, we kind of joked he's got fresh legs, but he did miss all of last year, mm-hmm. and before that, he was. You know, he was an okay depth guy. It's not like he was tearing mm-hmm. the, the league up or anything. I mean, is he all of a sudden? Can he turn things? I mean, can you really expect a lot from him now? It doesn't. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Goes back to what we said earlier. <laughs> system. Yeah. System. Huge. This system might fit him better than what another system fit. You know, when he had when it was you know um, um, Mike Nolan. This system may be a system that fits his style of play, and if it is. You'll see the success, and what we've seen in training camp is <laughs> the success. Yeah. It's and, working for him, and he obviously has a, an understanding of the defense based off of the play that he we saw him make because he was man yeah. on his guy, ball behind him. He comes off of his guy and makes yeah. that interception. That's knowing the system, yeah. and so going back to what you're talking about about six defensive backs. If you say your core guys, this is Diggs, Brown, Lewis. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm saying CJ because I know he's a special teams guy and okay. he's going to be in that that number. Okay. All right. So then your other two guys are Kennedy and you still Joseph. got Joseph, Joseph and you still have Nation Wright. See, I don't. I'm not sure Lewis is one of your core guys. Mm. I'm, I'm talking about coming from OTAs mm. and all of that. He's, he's been hurt. He's smallest, one of the smallest he guys just signed on the team. A con- he just signed a contract so that, with you. So that you. gives you seven, right? That's seven guys. Okay, so now, what was one thing that they were trying to do with Jordan Lewis a year or so ago? Safety. Move him to safety. So now, you, maybe you keep one less safety. And in the event that you have, a, you have an issue, <laughs> all right, Jordan Lewis, you got to go play safety for a time being. Well, that goes against we hadn't even got to that problem in the safety room. But you got length, Hooker, length and and height and all that with this team. It seems like I just to me he's, he's battling injuries. He's he's the smallest guy on the roster, one of them at least. I just wonder if he's the guy that's going to be a casualty. It's up for discussion. This is this is a good discussion a good to point. have mm-hmm. for the Cowboys because we've had discussions in the past where we were looking. <laughs> Everybody's on a roster. Like, <laughs> hey, can we find corners? And yeah. now that we have, like, this is one of those good problems to have. This is one that Will McClay goes, you know what? This ain't a bad problem to have that I have to cut a quality player, right? Because there's been times where Will McClay has had to kind of almost pull his hair out trying to find a quality, quality, player. A quality yes. player to put on this roster. Mm-hmm. So when you have a bunch of them, now you're able to make – and I, I love – one thing that I love more than anything in life is competition. And, and, and the cream will rise to the top. And those who don't rise, they sink. And they've automatically eliminated themselves. And so it, it, a lot of times it doesn't have to necessarily do what someone else is doing. It got more so to do what you ain't doing. Right. Yeah. And, and I love competition. And Isaiah alluded to the earlier that when you have a guy like Maurice Kennedy – playing the way he's playing, oh, trust and believe they are taking notice in the, in the cornerback room, in the DB room. Guys are looking around. All of a counting, sudden, that, that, little, that little hamstring that was kind of a little <laughs> tight before, when you might have taken off those couple days, you ain't taking them off no more. That Your feet hurting or your back hurting, you ain't taking off no more. You want those reps. You want to be out there because every single day he goes out there and makes a play. 
That's one less. That's one step closer that you might be having an address change. Yep. Kurt, yeah. Now you bring up something kind of. I wouldn't say controversial, but it's right there on the fence when you start saying J. Lou may not make this squad. And based off of what you've seen, is that could that be a reality? Well, I haven't watched him directly. I haven't seen the practices and all that. But I mean, just from what I'm reading, I mean, he's, he's banged up. And again, I'm, this this defense has stressed size, length all the things he doesn't have. And so you wonder, if, if does he fit into Dan Quinn's scheme? Now, he's proven himself on the field. He's come in and, and held his own, I think. But somebody's going to be the odd man out. And so you kind of wonder him. Now, I was looking at his contract. The dead money yeah. might not be worth them to, to drop him you know, after he just signed that deal. But you got, last year's, go. you got last year's pick, Robinson. <laughs> you got a last year's pick, Robson, another guy, again, that we've been looking at wanting to get that promise and maybe thought maybe it was because of the COVID year that he didn't get an opportunity to show what he has, but still well, had made him. him around, so my safety. Yeah, yeah safety I corner. I don't think he has an identity right now. He needs and, a and, system. And seeing, and seeing him uh, – I think he just needs a lot of reps, and he's going to get those this preseason. And based upon last week, I, it wasn't a great showing for him last week. That's the worst place that you can be yeah. in the world of the unknown. In yeah. football, I don't know if he's a corner. I don't know if he's yeah. a safety. I don't know if he, that is the absolute worst place that you can yeah. be because you don't have a home. Yeah. And when you don't have a home, that makes you a casualty. It makes it, you it not makes have it, a home. It, 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 it makes you not have a home, right? Because guys are just like, well, if he's not this and he's not that, yeah. give me the sure thing, yep. right? Because I don't have time now to deal with projects and and build them. Maybe we can sneak him on a practice squad and kind of develop them. But if he doesn't have a home. That, that, that is one of the worst places to be of, uh, uh, when you have a competition like you have at the cornerback position is you getting bounced back and forth and not having a home and not having anything to kind of solidify you. you had no contract, no draft status, anything like that. So, yeah, we'll see. No, Now, talking about a sure thing, I want to talk about the, the defensive rookie of the year, guys. I'm just going to give it to him right now because, look, <laughs> Michael Parsons – is showing you, based off of the way that Dan Quinn is using him, that he is going to be a weapon in this defense. They are moving this guy everywhere. I mean, he's lined up at the five. He's at the middle. He's at the wheel. He's at the Sam. He's doing everything. And you're seeing him, even in practice, some of the things that they said well, may have been a negative thing on him as far as coverage skills. He's showing some of those things to be his strength. And for the other guys, guys like LVE, guys like Jalen Smith, and we talked about them being on notice – LVE has had a a pretty good camp, and you saw Jalen in the inner squad scrimmage with the swipe that wasn't heard around the world. Come on, you know you like that, Jess. You know you like that. But the one, nobody likes it. The one thing that I, but the one thing that I am loving though, and I have a, a change of opinion. I have to say this is the way that the defensive line is allowing these linebackers to flow to <laughs> yeah. the ball, and that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. What have you guys? I mean, as far as the last two days, linebackers, have you come away with a difference of opinion outside of uh, of Mike? The thing for me with LVE, it's never been a question of could he play. He's always been a, he's been a good player. That's never been a question. The only question mark that you have for Leighton Van Der Esch is can he stay healthy? Kind of the almost to Sean Lee syndrome. When Sean Lee was on the field and he was healthy, best damn linebacker you'll have in football. And Leighton Van Der Esch is kind of following in that line. The only problem is he stays on the injury report. It's never like we've questioned it. We've questioned Jalen's ability to play the game of football. Yeah. We've never questioned Leighton Van Der Esch's ability to play football. Our only concern with Leighton is will he be available when we need him? Because when he is, he's a damn good football player. But when he goes out, he ain't going out for a quarter or two. No. He going out for games. <laughs> and then that impacts how you kind of want to dress up your defense. So for me, it's is Leighton. Done, doing what Leighton has always done. Been a damn good football player. We just got to keep our fingers crossed and pray to whatever God that you believe in that <laughs> his neck stays healthy or something else doesn't come up where he now has to miss a significant amount of time due to injury. And and Michael Parsons is just being an athlete. Just line him up and let him go. Yeah, yeah. Parsons is taking advantage of the opportunities that are being presented to him. Obviously, he gets regardless of what the expectation is of him being drafted high, uh, you know, obviously all the money guaranteed, all that jazz. Regardless of that, 
He's 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 taking advantage of his opportunities. I don't care where he's it's where he was drafted. He's going out there. He's making plays. They're putting him putting him in position to make plays, and he's doing it. They're giving him assignments. He's doing them, um, and he's going about his business the way that you expect any pro to. He just happens to be a young guy in the process of it. So I think he's going to continue to develop, continue to, to grow in confidence. Uh, obviously, he had a heck of a preseason game. He's having great practices, and you know I'm looking forward to seeing him continue through these next few preseason games because I don't see him touching the field on that last one. Yeah. You see that? You know we talked about odd men out in the cornerback. I mean, for linebacker, so often there's only two on the field. Yeah. Is that, you think Jalen's going to be the odd man out on this? No, I think, I think you, you carry – I think that's probably our thinnest position. Well, not, not get rid of. I'm just saying oh. scheme-wise, when there's two on the field – Who's who's the guy that gets benched? It doesn't seem like it's going to be Parsons for sure. No, I think, I think it's going to change. Yeah. I think it's going to be just like a revolving door because they have so many. Dan Quinn has so many different schemes. He has, I mean, he's like he's like dude off the water boy with the dog on little green book. Right? He just <laughs> he just has so that he just draws right. up while he's probably sitting on the toilet. And you know, so you're going to see guys come in based upon what their strengths are. That's what he does well. He puts guys in positions to do. Guess what, Jesse? If you block well, guess what? You're going in there and you're going to block the heck out of this dude, right? I mean, whatever you specialize in, he's going to put you in a, in a perfect position to go out there and be the greatest addition to this team as possible. And the thing for Michael Parsons is, which I love that Dan Quinn is doing, he's making him unblockable. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you'll have a guy line up, oh, he's going to be the Mike linebacker. Yeah. So I can set my scheme to say, he's going to be the line, Mike linebacker 90% of the time. So when we run these plays, I'm going to work it up to where he's now the Mike linebacker. But what, what Michael Parsons is just saying, well, he might be line, he might be Mike on first down, but he might be defensive end on third down. He might, play, be, he might be strength. Will this time. He might be Sam this time. Yeah. So now, because when you break the huddle, offensive lineman, quarterback, running back, they're finding where Ray Lewis is at. You're finding where DeMarcus Ware is at. You're finding where Von Miller is at. You're finding where Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald is at. You want to know where those guys are at at all times. But when you have a guy that's constantly moving around and is able to do it and is good at it, now it makes it difficult for that offense to key in on him because they may come out of the huddle with one thing and hoping he's the mic. Now he's a defensive end. Or hoping he's the defensive, you know, he might be defensive end. Now he's the Sam. So it, it gives him a flexibility where I can now make him a playmaker. I can move him around. You can't block him because and you see that. You don't know where he's going exactly. to be from play in and play out. And, and, and you see that. You see the way that he's lining up. And, and, and you bring up a really good point about Dan Quinn and him knowing where, what guy's strengths are. I've said it all along. Jalen is a Mike. Mm-hmm. If you want the best out of Jalen, put him in the middle. You know, you don't have. He doesn't have to run out cover. He can cover a space. I think he's good enough to box. do that. But when he's, <laughs> you saw him shoot the gap, and I, I had flashbacks of, of Jalen, right? And, and seeing him do that because he didn't have to deal with all the garbage and people putting his hands on him. He could just read and react. No one has ever said that Jalen Smith doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, read and react. Does he read and react? A little yeah. slower than others. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we've had those conversations. But You're saying stop asking him to do things that are outside of him. Absolutely, yeah. that's just not what is in his wheelhouse. Regardless of what he's getting paid, does not matter. <laughs> but also, when you see uh, Ken O'Neill come in and do what he does from the wheel linebacker position, and you know, look, OTAs, man, I really wasn't convinced about forty-two, but once they've gotten pads on, pads on, yeah. I mean, he's a bit. He's blowing people exactly. He's a vet, and he's conducting himself like a vet. But again, I think he's going to be someone that maybe we're not, we don't have our antennas up for during the season. But he's going to be a great contributor to this football team. That's what you need, guys like that. You, you, especially when you have a new coach come in with a new scheme. He is the admiral on the field. He is. Yeah. He's the voice in the locker room. He got. He, you know, when guys have questions, because sometimes you don't always want to go to your coach because you're like, you know, you don't want coach that you don't know what's going on. <laughs> so when you so when you stand on the sideline at the at the water cooler, whatever, yeah. in between periods, whatever, you can pull. Can hey, I cheat off your homework? Yeah. Hey, listen. When when we in this coverage, what, you know, oh no, do this, do this, and, this, and now you have that guy who you know for sure got you, got you, and understand what Coach Quinn wants. That's key. So his his contribution will not only be these plays that he makes here and there on the football field, but the way that he's able to help others understand the grand scheme of what Dan Quinn wants to to Can wants accelerate to call. the development of his defense. Correct. Yeah. Now you get the same thing from Demonte KZ. 
uh, at free safety as well. Because if that's the case, that his value is in basically knowing the system and helping guys like, say, Malik Hooker or some of these younger guys, Israel McQuamu, learn uh, this defense. Are you getting the production out of him? Are you seeing it at the free safety from KZ? I'm worried about the free safety position right now, if I'm being straight up with you. Uh, that's that's one position I'm unsure of, and I think we'll have a better idea once Hooker gets out there um, and start seeing, you know, how these how they how they play with the tandem of the safeties. But right now, I was you know I was really excited to see uh, Israel. I was really to see McQuamu out there, and what I, what I saw out there, heck, I thought about you too when I was watching the game. I'm like, oh, there he goes, there. and he came up and he didn't want to hit nobody. Ooh. And I said, God, <laughs> I said, you got all this footwork, you got all this size. But the dog wasn't there, Ooh. and I was so disappointed. I, I mean, I was hyped because I've been, I've been gassing him up. Like, oh, his, oh, OTAs. That boy's feet look good. Oh, the boy long. Oh, he can go grab that thing. Oh man, the drills looks awesome. Minute. Isaiah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that dog don't hunt? Listen here, I don't know. I, I'm saying first impressions with okay. the pads on in a game where where you can go out there and lay, lay it on the line. He did not bring the hat. Mm. Is that? And you see that on film, right, Jess? Mm-hmm. You see that on film as a receiver. Oh, that boy big. Oh, that boy big. Oh, he ain't hitting nothing. Yeah. Is any of that transferring from cornerback to safety, or is it there Yes, or not? and that's the first thing that crossed my mind. I said, the boy's big. He still has a cornerback mentality playing at safety because he did not come up and hit. And you guys can run the film back, and I said, ah, this, that's not good. That's not good because attribute-wise, he's exactly what Dan Quinn wants. Is exactly what he wants. Great footwork. Not going to be out of position. He can cover some he can cover ground. He has range. He has long arms, right? Being able to get your hand, deflect balls. You know, your cornerbacks can get the picks after you knock it down. But if you can't come up and hit, you can't yeah. play in this defense. Can Boy. you coach that? And that's a decision. No, that's a decision. Not at this point. That's a decision. You can't coach that. Like, yeah. you can't – you can coach – the form of tackling. Yeah, right. that's, you're beyond that. You can't that. Yeah. coach anyone that wants to come up and tackle. Yeah, that's a difference. Man, man, yeah. I'm not gonna allow this defensive slander from two wide receivers, man, because you know <laughs> who don't want and no specialist. specialist. And and specialist. The wide receiver. We got to go run around and hit people. I'm too. saying right now, I play L four, L five, R five. Get up in there. <laughs> I knocked in some, some wedges, yeah. brother. <laughs> I, I came up when it was a four man wedge. Okay, I ain't coming. I ain't coming to this league. In this new era, wedge two by two, the ball went out of bounds. Yeah. Now I came you up when it was four three hundred pound dudes, and, and you with run down hands. there full speed, and you had to close your eyeballs <laughs> and split, split some and dudes. It's, it's kicked down the middle, yeah. and you can't you All can't right. pick a side. All right, perception is not <laughs> yeah. reality, yeah. guys. I'm I just can't trying to put the pads on. Yeah. No, 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 too much. Too far. When I put the pads too on, you went a little bit too far. Stop showing everything. We're gonna put the pads on and get back out there. Business decision. No. Buddy, I would Israel out here, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're gonna take yeah. we're gonna take our final break. This but, dog don't hunt no more. But hey, man, two weeks and no Dak. We've had no throwing from there Dak in Oxnard, and I'm freaking out a little bit. But Kirk Daniels is gonna talk me off the ledge once and again, and we'll have a what the heck brought to you by Jesse. This is hanging with the boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, 
proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Get breakdowns of each position, battles to watch, scouting reports for every player, and more with the official 2021 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine Training Camp Preview. Get your digital copy today for only $4.95 at DallasCowboys.com slash star. And if you hit Kurt Daniels up, he can get you uh, a bit of a discount on that. Kurt, what are you giving out? This is that five percent? How about a Jesse and Isaiah autograph? Okay, you? there oh. it is. There it is. You <laughs> just bought the value. Yeah, I was yeah. just raising the value. Just bought the value down. That's four dollars and seventy-five cents. Yeah, you get one dread yeah. attached to it. <laughs> Back here at hanging with the boys at SWBC Mortgage Studios for the final segment. And guys, we you know we talked about this a couple of episodes before about Dak and you know, the the fatigue in his arm. And you know, look, I didn't want to make a whole lot of it or be overblown about it, but we have some preseason games starting to line up here where certain things you want to see uh, from your quarterback as far as the time and reps and all those things. Uh, Jesse talked about cadence and, and, and all kind of other stuff that goes into your starting quarterback getting those reps, but guys, at what point do we actually take the glass off the button and, and panic a little bit? <laughs> There's no panic in terms of the season kicking off. Offense would be perfectly fine. Dak would be perfectly fine kicking the season off. I question the, the longevity of that shoulder as the mm. season progresses. Mm-hmm. I mentioned before, I played quarterback for, for a while, and I never needed an MRI on my shoulder, my throwing shoulder. Yeah. Never, never. All the sore shoulders I've had in my life, baseball, football, never needed an MRI. Now you got the word kind of crept out, and now Jerry's obviously admitted it, that, hey, the Rangers advised us. You went to the Rangers. Yeah, and they told you to shut it down. They told you to shut it down, <laughs> right? And, and you, heard, you heard Coach McCarthy kind of, kind of let, it, let it get out, too. In his, in his interview last week, you know, we just don't want this to turn into something, something serious. Whoa. So you start hearing some of these little, these little, these little breadcrumbs, and it's letting you know so this, it's not it's not crazy right now. So cowboyish, but there's a chance that this thing he can do one thing in the season and piss off this injury, and all of a sudden we're back to square one, and you're looking at Double G taking the reins of this team. <laughs> yeah, I'll be surprised if we see him in the preseason. I think at this at like, all at all at all. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah. He's obviously not going to play this week. Do you think his arms are going to be ready? He's going to be ready in time for that third preseason game, and he's obviously not going to play the fourth one. Okay, football players, please, guys, help me here. Mm. How do you go through what he went through with the injury and then come to the preseason and not have live action, and your first time in live action is on Thursday night in said Raymond James Stadium? Versus the Super Bowl defending yeah. Super Bowl champions who are returning all their starters. Oh, my Very stomach. Good. Get yes. ready. Yes. Get that thumbs out. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Absolutely. Jesse, and, make me feel worse. Oh. <laughs> not make me feel better. Make me feel worse, Jesse. This is not good, fellas. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Isaiah, when I say he hit the nail on the head, we went from two weeks ago, oh, it's just, just on fatigue. Hmm. Just give him a couple days off. We'll resume normal activities in a couple days. So wait, we we consulted the Rangers. Wait, arm fatigue. Consulted an entire organ specialist. <laughs> a whole other sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a whole other sport. So now there's MRIs and there's strains and there he won't play. That that is. Cause for concern for a guy in an offense that is set up to throw the football. Add a 17th game to the season. Is this not going to come up again? Is this fatigue not going to bother him again? One fall on the shoulder? Yeah, that's scary. One hit? 
won anything? What 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 happens now? This is something that, and again, I I told you we we have the, we have the privilege and honor to work for the greatest salesman in the world. And whether you want to believe it or not, whether you think it's Jesse just talking out the side of his mouth again, Jerry always is selling. Always. So he's always going to be optimistic. Hell, it's his team. He has no choice but to be optimistic. He needs, he need, I need season tickets to be sold. I need people to come out to the games. I don't need you to shut me out of, of primetime television games. All right? I, I still need to hold that hope for all the Sunday night and Monday night and Thanksgiving games that I have coming up in the future because it affects my bottom dollar. Kurt, mm. would yeah. you please you pull said, me out of this? You said make you feel worse. Uh, pull, me you said make you feel worse. pull me out of this rabbit hole that I am in right now. Please, nah, I'm, I'm yanking the cord to, to bring me up, please. Unfortunately, I don't know if I can offer a lot of uh, optimism right now. It's, oh. it's a scary situation, I think. and um, I, Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. And Actually, this reminds me, I heard this on the radio, and when I heard it at the time, I thought this is a stupid take. But the more I thought about it, I wanted to at least get your guys' opinion in that, you know, he badly hurt his right ankle. And that's his throwing, pushing off ankle because he was maybe overcompensating, overcompensating yeah. to get the same zip on the ball. Was, did he tax his shoulder in that way? There's a chance of that. Yeah. There's a chance of that. And uh, does he do it again when he goes back out, you know? As I mentioned last week, I believe it was, in the shoulder, I've had three shoulder surgeries. In the shoulder, there are so many intricate portions of the shoulder. Ligaments don't heal quickly. Ligaments mm. don't heal quickly, right? So the injury that Dak had to his ankle, bone heals. There's ligaments around it that were affected. Bones are going to heal quick. They're confident. When you start messing with your shoulder and something that's as taxing as throwing, and wearing that thing down, that's why they shut them down. Because it takes one bad throw. It takes one bad angle. It takes one bad little Brett Favre little angle throw, and he pisses that shoulder off. And now you have something where you can't reverse it. And the only thing that gets you healthy is time. To your point earlier about Jordan Lewis potentially being a casualty, you just got to start watch over the next few weeks. Watch. There may be – the. The indication of how worried the Cowboys are about this situation, there may be a, 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 a casualty, not even the workouts, there may be a casualty in the form of like a J. Lou because they need that the cap space oh, so that they can go deal. grab a quarterback that may get cut off a roster. Hmm. Be very, be, pay a lot of attention to who we pick up. We're going to pick up a quarterback. Be very, be, pay a lot of attention hmm. of how much we spend on a quarterback. Right before the season kicks off, that'll give you a great indication of how worried they are about that. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. knowledge. And we had one of those clue bombs, no, those mm. flex clue bombs, whatever you want to boom. Drop knowledge bomb. Bam, bam, bam. We just knowledge got it right there. Right there. You feeling all right though? You, you okay? No, no, I'm not. Um, but what I'm going to do <laughs> when I'm not okay is I typically change the subject. So <laughs> I'm in trouble do... with your wife. <laughs> oh, sure, it's nice outside. <laughs> so instead of Netflix and chill, tonight is going to be hard. <laughs> Don't. Dang it. You, you, Dang you open it. that you, door. You, 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 you open the door. Yeah, you see <laughs> they blame me. They blame me. But I don't do anything. No, you know. I just dunk it. I let the alley hoops up there. What did I look over there What do you want me to do? You saw it coming. You stopped. What do you want me to do? Steve Nash and the Matrix. That's exactly what I mean. Toss that thing up. So, I can't help it. So Hard Knocks is on tonight. <laughs> all right. I know you guys are going to have your mud mask on in front of the television watching this. And so there's going to be a lot to be desired. Jesse, I know you're looking for the tears from owner uh, Jerry Jones and, and how that's going to play out. But, guys, what are you looking for tonight in, uh, in Hard Knocks on HBO? Well, they apparently <laughs> nothing. Come on, give me. Well, something. they they apparently when Dak first got hurt and him and McCarthy were talking on the side, and then McCarthy Mike. So apparently they have that conversation. Mm-hmm. At least there's a little behind the scenes of what. Yeah, they'll doing. they'll they'll 
say what they want. Yeah, they'll have a say on what, what what's actually need. shown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you just want to get behind the scenes footage. I mean, That's you know, it. I mean, yeah. I, I was on, I was had the privilege of being on the last Hard Knocks last time they were they were part of the show, and they're in everything. There, I mean, you walk to the bathroom, there's a microphone coming underneath the doggone <laughs> stall. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they actually show. Um, but you know, to to, were to you just aware the whole time. And yeah, knew you what see to them. Say, you see them, and in certain times, and I don't probably should say, but certain times the coaches like get out. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. when it gets heated some so you don't see absolutely everything but they they do show a lot they do show a lot and there's a lot of things that even as players when you're on the team there's things that you see on this show that you were not aware of because you weren't in those meetings right, right right so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like i'm like i say i just i like to see the inside stories you know you saw the previews of uh zeke with the wrapping a gift yeah, yeah. for Dak, they were exchanging gifts and and watching him go through that so it's it's a little funny things like that and then you kind of when you, as I'm, am I the only person who's done reality TV before in here? You are, yeah, uh, yeah, like like you to your level, yes. Okay, so you f- sometimes forget, like, so when you get on the football field, like you don't. I'm not thinking about them being mic'd up or there's cameras watching. You get to see who that dude is, <laughs> and so I like to hear those conversations that happen, you know, in between the lines and 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 the thought process and the thinking. We'll get a chance to kind of get a little bit probably more of who Dan Quinn is, uh, who Mike McCarthy is. So those kind of things I like to, I like to to see and to hear because it helped me formulate a little bit better perspective of players and personnel and the way that these guys are thinking heading into the season. Yeah, for <clears throat> for me, I, I definitely want to see because obviously we've been here in Frisco, but just gets the personality of some of these guys. You know, with COVID, obviously we've been separated a lot uh, from players, but Kelvin Joseph, boss man fat. I want to see his personality. What kind of guys? Michael Parson. I want to see what type of personality and temperament does does this guy have? You know, the fun loving guy. Who's the jokester on the team? Because you know every team yeah, has, a, has, uh, has a team mm-hmm. jester. Who's that guy on our team? Some of our coaches, the way that they're getting into guys, you know, doing practices. Who are some of the guys that are on the fringe that are competing their butts off that we don't know is putting in the 100%, the backstories to guys and their families and all of that. I just think tonight is going to be epic, not only for the Cowboys organization, but for the NFL as a whole, because we, we know we the real deal. We the number one team. <laughs> you, we might get an answer about how this whole, you know, how Kennedy, how uh, uh, Maurice Kennedy, how he's kind of elevating in the oh, coaches' yeah. meeting. They might say, like, hey, this guy is pretty good. Now you'll start kind of seeing how they're looking at <laughs> that, that board, that board <laughs> how guys start moving all around yeah. that board. So you may get an insight on, on how that's playing out as well. How, well many they, time, how many times did you walk past the room and, and, and accidentally peek at the board? I mean, it was always on the side. It was always like, you're, the next one is in the trash. So I was like, Will these guys the be board. watching? Yeah. 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 They want to know. Absolutely. What's going, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, because you, you only know what goes on in your room. You don't know what goes on in the in the, in the secondary's room, or you know, a special team specialist, or inside the coaches. I mean, they're not going to show so much, but you still get a, enough of an inkling in terms of what's being what's being the conversations that are being had. I heard Blake Jarwin was having like a watch party in his room or something like that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, this is <laughs> dude. This is going to be too epic. Just like this show has been, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been another amazing show here at Hanging with the Boys. Kurt Daniels, Isaiah Stanback, Jesse Holly, and Cowboy Nation. I hope your team win. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!